everybody to the cult classic podcast cameron jones here as always with mark nussel jordan jones uh we're uh, we're doing a, a bit of a wild card today it could be argued a cult classic could not but uh it, it's definitely maybe debatable uh what are we doing today boys we're doing the 2009 quentin tarantino film inglorious bastards from the director that bought you reservoir dogs pulp fiction kill bill volume one and two jackie brown the Hateful Eight and Django Unchained, but those ones come after. But this. Those will come later. That's coming up. He's not there yet. Quentin Tarantino's seventh film. Uh, you know it's bloody. It's over the top. It's Quentin Tarantino. A lot of long dialogue. A lot of monologues. Starring Brad Pitt as Aldo the Apache. I'm putting together a special team. And we're gonna be doing one thing and one thing only: killing, killing Nazis. Nazis. Now introducing. Christoph Waltz as Hans Lander. Ooh, that's a bingo. <laughs> you just say bingo. Bingo! <laughs> it's a World War II movie. It, the start of him reimagining history uh, for the better. Seven, then comes eight, then comes nine, 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 nine. Eli Roth. The Bear Jude. Diane Kruger from National Treasure. Bridget Von Hammersprock. Hammersprock. From the man who bought you the brought you the iPhone, Steve Jobs. Oh wait, no, that's Michael Fassbender. <laughs> did oh, we uh Nicky yeah. Sneaky Mike Myers? You probably heard Wayne in the business of pri- uh, prisoner taking business. We in the killing Nazi business. And cousin B- business, business is, is a boom. Inglorious bastards. Jews strike back. I'm Jewish, I could say that. Is this movie a cold classic? It's a good question. I don't think it is. It's from a director that has made cult classics. That is the thing. Here's the th- here's where yeah, that's kind of where it gets guised as a here's yeah, where it gets it, it becomes an argument or just can be like but like barely. Quentin Tarantino within himself is kind of like a cult director. He has a following of people that like him. Therefore, any movie that he makes could be a cult movie. But this one was a big hit, Hollywood success, probably the biggest one. Would you say it was the biggest one to that date? And I think everything past that. Has since has just been like, yeah. It, yeah. But to what you're saying, I'm reading here biggest one since for him, Pulp Fiction. Yes, but then each Kill, one after that, Hateful we, Eight. Kill Bill was pretty big though. I mean, I feel like that release was pretty. That's huge. more culty than this. Well, true. That I one had. Say. Here's what happened. He started as an independent filmmaker. He got cult status, but then over a 20 year career, from you Pulpy. Get, from I would say Reservoir Dogs got him independent Is that cred. Pulp Fiction. It's the first one. Oh, okay. Um, then he made. Pulp Fiction, and that got a more like street cred one, like maybe got nominated for like best original screenplay, which he's been nominated for a lot. Mm-hmm. Then he did like his kind of like he did uh, the Kill Bills. Those are more like a little bit more mainstream, but not quite there because they're very genre. Yeah. Jackie Brown's his version of a black exploitation movie. But with this one, it's like after a 20 year career and then like respect and people seeing you get nominated for things. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you're going to just become more mainstream, and this is like the beginning of that. Now, I'd say we're in the second part of his career where he's a respected director. It's not cult status, which he used to have, and they're just more mainstream big hits because he's he's a brand now. He's Quentin so Tarantino. Th- within that, we are saying Quentin Tarantino has his own culty kind of lore, and there's a bunch of cult things to it, but this one is kind of the start of the big Hollywood machine for him, uh, that and Kill Bill. So I would say that this one probably isn't a cult classic. Oh. It's more of his beginning stuff, but... But, you know, fuck it. We're doing it. Uh, should we move on to cast and crew? Sure. 
we've got Brad Pitt as Aldo Rain. Um, Christopher Christoph Waltz as Colonel Hans Landa. Uh, Diane Kruger as Bridget von Hammerspark. Uh, Michael Fassbender as Lieutenant Archie Hickox. There's Michael Myers in there. As a cameo. As just, yeah. Just, just as doesn't a cameo. Matter. Doesn't matter what Eli his name Roth. Is. Uh, the Bear Jew. The Bear Jew. The Bear Jew. Donnie Donowitz. B.J. Novak. As the guy from The Office. Yeah, the guy. He's another Jew. He makes it to the end. Uh, Melanie PCF. Laurent. Which one's that? She's uh, Shoshana. Oh, yeah. Shoshana. 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 And that's about all I'm going to do. So going just off the, the cast real quick. So obviously, you know who Brad Pitt is. I don't think we really need to talk about his run. But where does this fit in with Quentin, working with Quentin Tarantino? Quentin Tarantino. Well, like who works with him? No, no, no. Like, was this the first time Brad Pitt had worked with him? Or is there something before this I'm forgetting? No, this is the first Brad Pitt role. Okay. And then is there anything else other than Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? No. This is... The breakout role for Christoph Waltz. Yeah. And we'll get into maybe talking about it. But in my lifetime, this is one of the biggest breakout roles I've ever seen. Like, this is entirely his movie, don't you think? Yeah. Well, in that, comparison to, like, so many You movies. know, I, I wasn't sure about it. I'll get this to this later. But also, I think Brad Pitt's weird character acting in this, like, over time, it's really grown on me, his whole character. I absolutely love the Brad Pitt role and the way he plays it. I hate his accent. Oh, I, I dig I it did from the, the I, honestly, uh, I'm not I, a fan of his accent. I used to hate the accent, but, like, watching it, like, the more like I, it, it works because it's, it doesn't have to work because it's Tarantino. It <laughs> doesn't have to work. It's like the fun thing about this movie is it is a World War II movie, but it's like a World War II movie, much like all of Quentin Tarantino's well, it's movies. It's described as a spaghetti Western World War II movie. Yeah, but it's also like a movie that's set in movie world. You know what I mean? I kind of get that. It's not like exactly real world. It's like adjacent Quentin Tarantino real world, not just because the ending's rewritten, but because it's like it's also made in the style of a movie. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I get that. It's it not works. real world, but it's also not fantasy. Yeah, but it's it's in the world of we know we we know the language of movies, and he's making his World War Two movie. I like that. Okay. Very artistic. Oh, do you have the? Yeah. Uh, sorry, I was also kind of trying to think. Um, do you have the editor's name on this? It was. I, I need. We should look that up real quick. Uh, he had worked with her in all the movies previous, and this was actually the last one before she passed. Sally Mankin. Sally Mankin. Uh, this is actually kind of uh, just a quick on verified. After every shot uh, for the last few years on uh, Quentin Tarantino movies, people would say thanks, Sally, because she would be the one editing in the room. So after every, the end of like every shot, they would say that to the camera. But this was the last movie she worked on with Quentin Tarantino before she passed, and I think there's also a special thank you in the credits for this one. Um, the budget was seventy million. It made a cool three hundred twenty-five, three hundred twenty-one million. So like we're to the point where he's a credible box office success. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I went. I went and saw this movie, barely knowing what it was about. I'm like, oh, I'll go see the Tarantino movie, and then I was delightfully surprised. You know, I do what I found. It's kind of better if you go into a uh, Tarantino movie with like with those expectations. It's better to go into every movie or yeah, anything. It's true. all about expectation. Oh, management. the last few Nolan movies I've just gone in so heightened and the best movie I ever like screening experience. You're just saying going into it, go into a Tarantino movie, just like no expectations or what? Well, it's tough now because you have like built in. I'm just saying if you go into any movie like with no built in expectations, you'll like be open minded to see it through a better filter like right so like this new star wars movies people are going to hate it because it's star wars you know what i mean you can't go into that blindly but like if you went into a movie like you've never seen is there any way possible you could have ever had that happen for the movie the village and liked it 
I, I well no. If you would have never seen a preview and you just walked into that movie, is there a chance you could have liked it? No, I went in wanting to like it. I knew exactly. what I was going into. Exactly, exactly. I'm saying if you went in completely blind, you just knew it was a movie called The Village. Could you have liked it? No, because the ending still would have been the same. <laughs> I didn't dislike it. I dislike his other movies but because, it's because of the because we. If you, oh yeah, but I think we were expecting a straight. That's what I'm saying. I think I think if you just saw that, could you could you appreciate the twist? No. Okay. We don't need the twist. It would just monsters. Just let it be monsters. Mm. Just give Lady in the Water a try. I will not. Just do it. It's a good fair. And I was right. I just was ahead let of the it game. Be monsters. I heard you trash Gremlins like three weeks ago, man. No, that no. <laughs> not near twist merch. I just said it. You might, it can't. So if the village had Christmas lights, I'd be like, it's probably not really a Christmas movie. It's 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 just that's all I'm saying. If we're and I'll defend it. I like Gremlins, not a Christmas movie. Uh, is there anything else we want to touch on for the cast or crew? This is, to me, an early Michael Fassbender movie. True. Like, I didn't know who he was, and then he kind of became quite a bit bigger star around this movie, after this movie, but um, I think he does really well. He's the British agent that works British with the bastards. German, which, for, uh, which, ironically, he's the opposite. He's German-born, yeah. raised in Ireland um, or I England. I think he was German-born, raised in German Ireland. German-Irish parents. Should we move on to Unverified? Sure. Unverified. Uh, Mark, throw a fact at me. Quentin Tarantino was actually considering abandoning the film while casting search, while while he was searching to find somebody to play Christoph Waltz, his character, Hans, and he eventually casted Christoph Waltz and basically saved, maybe saved the movie. On top of that, just this was, uh, he was writing this before uh, Kill Bill and he was kind of writing this for like a decade, but uh, just kept putting it down and not, he wanted to like focus more time on Kill Bill and finish a few other projects before he came back to it. So this one was kind of just floating in the air for him for a while, apparently. Those are two things I um, had heard. Like it took him a long time to find Christoph Waltz and there's casting what ifs we'll get to later on in um, recasting. Um, but finding him was a goddamn gem because he made the movie for me. And made his career for this movie. And then leading up to this movie, I had remembered hearing people talk about it. It's like, he's been working on the script for 10 years. But that could just be like he started writing it. It's not he like put he put it was, down, yeah, you know, and like did some other shit. I had remember hearing that quite a bit. This is kind of a crazy statistic. Sorry, only 30% of the movie is in English. Yeah, it's mostly in French or German. And then there's like, well, 1% in Italian just for them saying like, grazie and shit. The Ch- end. Chapter three? No English. Yep. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's, it's crazy for like a mainstream American like release that like a movie to have like vi- like only 30% English is crazy. This is the first uh, t- Quentin Tarantino movie to win an Oscar for an acting category. You don't say. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> um, Christoph Waltz won it for supporting. Yeah. So there's this theory out there and you can dive into it. But I'll just say, just in case you haven't heard it, if you're a listener, that the whole Tarantino universe from movie to movie, there's they're connected from I do like plot that. lines, different characters, different movies that he makes within the movie. I don't have many examples, but one of the reoccurring things that people notice is the brand uh, Red Apple Cigarettes, which isn't in this movie because it takes place in France. I, I stumbled across that too. That's kind of. I always like those little nods and that like, are little Easter eggs that, and just like well, he even has like connections. Apparently, like 
Like, uh, for instance, Brad Pitt's character is supposed to be the great great grandfather of a character that's like in a later movie for. Or uh, like somebody like, in the like Tarantino like has yeah. that in his head. Like, yeah, then he'll later be the great great grandfather of this guy in my movie. But all he has to do is just reuse names. True. <laughs> and that's right. like the easiest way to do it. But it's fun. You can go watch YouTube videos. You can read articles. I just want to put it out there if that's something you don't know about and you're interested in. It is a whole connected universe. All this film. So there's the we, funnest one of that I like is. That. I'm gonna say. Uh, I, favorite aspect yeah true the, 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 i like that shit too. the funnest one that i read about that is though um so movies that he's written in they'll use red apple cigarettes right mm-hmm. he made up that brand because they couldn't afford in his early movies to pay for an actual brand. name brand cigarette so he made up his fake brand name but in the movie romeo michelle's high school reunion or something mm-hmm. he was just dating somebody who worked on the film and they used his brand of cigarettes in that just to be like oh quentin tarantino's dating this person so it's kind of funny that's like supposedly in his universe as well uh i'm not sure if anyone's noticed but the spelling of inglorious is wrong uh when asked about that tarantino said also bastards is wrong yeah like the, the gen- bastards is wrong too the spelling is completely wrong uh, and when asked about it, he said, here's the thing. I'm never going to explain that you do an artistic flourish like that. And to explain it would just take the piss out of it and invalidate the whole stroke in the first place. So, so um, that, you know, whatever. That's such a great quote. All Tarantino like draws from, he's influenced by many movies and like, you can see like the ones he pays homage to in this mm-hmm. specifically 1978's inglorious bastards yeah. is a movie where, um, Nana, I think it's an Italian film. Maybe where people are behind enemy lines kind of doing this one. So there's a movie that, that if you've not seen it, I recommend it. It's called A Dirty Dozen, or called The Dirty Dozen. Dirty Dozen from 1967, um, starring Lee Marvin, Charles Bronson, Jim Brown, the football player, Ernest Bergnine, and Donald Sutherland, amongst many, many men. If you watch <laughs> it, there's a lot of similarities. Um, the only thing that's a little different, those guys in that movie are like, they're in like what do they call them? They're a military prison yeah, for like well, whatever. Well, they're prisoners of war. Well, they're not prisoner of war because they? they're being held like by prisoners by our own country. Oh, are they? Yeah. So they're given the option to do a suicide mission, and if they make it out, they can get their freedom. But it has like a lot to do with like the beginning scene where Aldo the Apache's talking to him, and then the end scene in the theater movie. is at a party. What? What was I thinking of? I don't know. But anyway, it's where they escape from prison, they just straight up escape. And oh, it's, you, you lost think, us, Jordo. Are you thinking Great Escape? Thank you, with Steve McQueen. Yeah, um, that's the Great Escape starring Steve McQueen. Here's something crazy though. <laughs> this is based. This is light, barely based off a real thing. Uh, Operation Green Up. Which was a real mission where they spent they sent official strategic services, uh, OSS agents, uh, three of them, a German-born one. Pretty much they sent a Michael Fassbender, that Nazi that killed everybody, but he didn't kill everybody. He just defected and some Austrian guy. The people they sent into the bar in Tarantino's movie, essentially those three people really existed. Uh, the German one got caught and tortured and killed, and the other two ended up... Uh, the, the the guy that tortured their friend uh, ended up submitting like like uh, surrendering with all of his platoon, much like the Christoph Waltz character did. Oh, he just surrendered because he saw the end of the war coming. So that's like essentially where the kind of loose base of the story was taken from. Eli Roth, who plays Donnie Donowitz, the Bear Jew, um, is a film director and friend of Quentin Tarantino. And the Nation's Pride movie, the movie within a movie, starring the German character. Who kills 300 men. He directed that movie and made that movie for it. True. Uh, he was only supposed to have, uh, I think, one day or, you know, it was like two days of filming or something, but 
uh, Quentin Tarantino was so jazzed about the, the the quality of film he was getting. He's like, ah, oh, fuck it, let's just postpone. And you guys have another day to like make this film. And they didn't like actually film anything sequential. They just kind of were like, here were the big shots you would have in this kind of movie, so that when it flashes to it, you would have like, oh, here's him getting ready. Here's him like having an emotional moment in the tower. Here's the fighting scene. So they just kind of got like big moments like that. Till Schweizer, who plays um, Hugo Stieglitz, uh, the the German guy that kills the all the German, German guy that kills twelve SS people. Um, he's actually German born and he said he never wanted to play a German wearing a Nazi uniform, but the only reason he accepted this role is because he gets to kill so many Nazis in the movie. So he agreed to it. That's kind of fun. Um, yeah, it's a good one. Uh, Quentin Tarantino, his cameos in this one, he is the first person we see getting scalped in the movie. It's just, it's not actually him. It's apparently a dummy of him. Uh, well, you'd assume cause they're scalping him. And number two, he does, uh, in that nation's pride movie, he does the voiceover work of that American going, we have to destroy that tower is Quentin Tarantino. Oh, and, and his hands. Ba- back yeah. to number one, the scalping scenes make me uncomfy. Yeah. They make my spine tingle. I like it. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it it makes me uncomfortable. I heard something, um, there's three featured um, people scalping, and all the actors, all the people that were in the bastards, did like a two day like seminar on how to scalp somebody. And you just fillet a fish. Come on, why do they? Have, <laughs> I don't know, they man. Because Quentin Tarantino's weird or whatever, right? But anyway, the three scalps we see in the movie were the ones who who um, succeeded the best in the course. Yeah, who did the best in the course? So that's kind of funny. <laughs> Come on, we've all peeled a potato. Um, not that one. Not that one. Yeah, it's quite the. Not quite that rough. Um, I learned- oh, also, we didn't finish this, but the last cameo is when uh, the hands you see uh, strangling Diane Kruger are actually Quentin Tarantino's because he wanted to make sure there was a, um, authenticity in her getting strangled, but he didn't want anyone to go over the top, so he didn't trust anyone, so he really choked her a bit. Do you know where I learned that fact? I don't know. Uh, oh, live, didn't you? Yeah, I was at uh, the final week of the Conan O'Brien's Tonight Show. And uh, Quentin Tarantino was a guest, the first guest, and he told that story. <gasps> he meant you just got choked out somewhere. No, <laughs> I thought no. you were about to say, you were like, I got choked Quentin out. Quentin Tarantino told me while he was choking me out. He was, yeah, and everybody was like, oh, man, tomorrow Tom Hanks is going to be here. <laughs> cool. Like, it was his last week of The Tonight Show. Uh, Paul Bentley, second guest, and Spoon, musical guest. Um, That's it, kind of a shitty musical guest. Yeah, I know. It's, Probably had like P. Diddy the next day. Not to say I want to, you know. No, no, I I'm know. just saying it's P. Diddy. You That's know what, what I mean? she ended up with. Yeah, but I mean, it was still it was still a lot of fun. Um, uh, does anyone else have any other facts while you're looking that up? Uh, I'm actually kind of out, other than casting. What I, I there are a million facts on this movie, but about midway through, I just we can't have this movie all facts. You know, this movie's most this, this podcast has mostly been opinion, and we're gonna keep it that way. Let's move on to quotes. 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 Favorite quotes. Okay, so there there are a few one-liners, but this is mostly like, yeah, dialogue banter back because and it's forth a Tarantino. It's, gra- it's long monologues. It's it's long speeches, so it's kind of hard to grasp some of those. Like that's a good one though. That's like well, like honestly, stuck that one in the. Do what I would love to have the first one be like Brad Pitt's whole dialogue at the beginning, where he's like, "I'm making a crew, and like we're killing Nazis." If I could get that whole thing, I can't. But I could get pick me a good Brad Pitt line right now. Okay, you probably heard we ain't in the business of pr- uh, prisoner taking business. We in the killing Nazi business. And cousin, B- business, business is, is a boom. <laughs> got out well, the good and was good. Got drafted, came back. Give y'all what's a what's for? Well, like the same thing. Like when he's like talking about setting the team together. I'm putting together a special team. 
We're going to be doing one thing and one thing only. Killing, killing Nazis. Nazis. This is a big quote for me. I say it to Megan all the time. We call him the bear Jew. <laughs> I don't it. say that. I've uh, never said that. Oh, I say that one <laughs> all the time. Which is a shame because after this movie came out, I was hoping that someone would call me the bear Jew and uh, and, and only the gay community. <laughs> uh, this is Christoph Waltz. He has a couple funny ones, but his best one is definitely the, oh, that's a bingo. Is that the way you say it? That's a bingo. You just say bingo. Bingo! <laughs> this is the funniest line to me in the entire movie. Now, he has one like the, at the beginning that I failed to write down, but it's Brad Pitt and Christoph Waltz. Are you mad? What have you done? I made a deal with your general for that man's life. <laughs> yeah, they made a deal, but I don't give a fuck about that. They need you. You'll be shot for this. Nah, I don't think so. Not like, more like chewed out. It's I've been chewed out before. End. Yeah, I know. It's good. It's, oh, I it's thought you said beginning. No, no, no. The, I, my, oh, I'm like, that's the oh, very no, end. The, the, he has one like that at the beginning. He was like, ah, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it was just in his accent, it's funny, but like, I didn't write that one <laughs> yeah, down. Yeah, maybe but, chewed out. I've been yeah. chewed out before. I was like, nah, I'll be chewed out. I've been chewed, chewed out, out before. before. More like chewed out. <laughs> the way yeah, he says it is so funny. It's not like a good accent or whatever, but it's good for the movie. It's almost like, good for the character. If you haven't seen it yet, Knives Out. Um, it's so much like Daniel Knives Cra- Out. Daniel that, Craig that does, a sim- does a similar like over-the-top accent that at the beginning you're kind of like, what? But, but by the end you're like, yeah, he says, he talks like that. Fuck, it's exactly like that. Favorite aspects real quick? Is that what you're sure. saying? Yeah. All right, guys, should we move on to likes? And f- favorite. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Likes and favorite aspects. Personal favorite aspect, Jews are winning. Hitler gets killed. That's fun. Yeah, the first time I saw that, I was pretty. Yeah, yeah. Well, in general, Brad Pitt's like speech at the beginning just gets me jazzed up. Like we're just killing Nazis. Just See, I'm like, yeah, Nazis. okay, cool. I mean, I don't think you have to be Jewish to like killing Nazis. Seems like it's a little more confusing in this day and age. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm still anti-Nazis. There's two scenes in this movie that just draw so much tension. Two that draw like the most tension is the is the one with the French farmer at the beginning, mm-hmm. where he's just they're, you know, he's just working them mentally. And the same thing um, in the tavern and trying to speak another language. And it's just the most tense thing ever. For people playing along at home, that's chapter one, once upon a time in Nazi occupied France. Is that all of chapter one? That's chapter yeah, one. Chapter, chapter one, one is, just is the interrogation. I think maybe my favorite. Oh, yeah, really? And then yeah. um, chapter four, Operation Keynote is the bar scene. Yeah. But that opening scene, it's it's 20 minutes. Chapter one is about 22 minutes. And it is fucking intense. True. And because of Christoph Waltz's performance, really funny too sometimes. Yeah. Uh, we already have touched on this a bunch, but just the breakout action performances. Michael Fassbender, this is kind of the first time he got on my radar. It sounds like yours too. Definitely Christoph Waltz. Um, if I'm to re- um the revisionist history, it's fun killing them. The performances by In This Order, number one, Christoph Waltz, number two. I'm going to give it to Brad Fritt, and then number three, Michael Fassbender. Mm-hmm. Brad Those are my Fritz? Favorite. Brad Fritz. Brad Fritz. He's a stunt double. I kind of want to get into the language barrier subtitles kind of thing. Okay. Uh, let's move on to uh, questions. Oh, no, we're on. I'm still on likes. Cause oh, that, okay, okay. That is still a favorite aspect that yeah, I do yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, sure. Because even in the first scene, which is you know either my first or second favorite scene, um, they just seamlessly switch from French to English. And then because the people hiding in the basement can't understand the English, it's just the way it works is is so 
awesome. Like he the uses thought. the language as a story plot. Yeah. Like, uh, we missed as this. As a plot of the story quite a bit. And we, I really like that. I agree. Also, we missed this in Unverified, but kind of cool. Christoph Waltz speaks four languages in this fairly fluently. He speaks German, French, Italian, and English. 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 Yeah, and, and he's charismatic and, 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 and sometimes it's kind of hard to tell, like apart from obviously English, like when like sometimes they're switching in a scene, like oh shit, they kind of just flip there. But it is fun. You can kind of tell when he's speaking other people's languages. Mm-hmm. Like he gets even more exaggerated with his movements and like his mannerisms. And like that's the typical thing that happens. Like oh, we've got we're just gonna have a couple guys speak Italian, and <laughs> of course Christoph Waltz. Yeah. Could just obviously speak that language, but that's like, that's why that one hits Your so funny to home. villain, but it just it works better because it he can just speak the language. And I like how our three characters like a Dominique de Coco, and they have their fingers <laughs> oh, up by their de Coco. <laughs> excuse me, excuse me, Arrivederci. Hans knew the whole time. He was oh just, yeah, he was just dogging them. Oh, like Hans knew who they were specifically. I mean, just by picture, <laughs> Dominic the Coco, bravo. <laughs> which is makes the, which makes his laughing so much more hilarious when he like is hysterically laughing when yeah. he's like one more time, one more time, <laughs> one uh, more time, one more nuanced thing with the language. Um, when shoot, what's her name? Uh, the uh, Shoshana. She's at the the lunch. Uh, with the actor, yeah, oh, we, we got to get his name. Yeah, because we we haven't really, and he's actually in a bunch of shit. But so the, the whole time we were like seeing like French subtitles, right? Because they're speaking French. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then at the German table, they're speaking German, but they don't do subtitles because you're in the like perspective of uh, Shoshana. Her. Yeah, that's true. I noticed that. You're right. And it's kind of like oh. she doesn't speak German, so we didn't. See so the we subtitles can't understand the what they're saying. It's uh, Daniel Brühl is the actor. He's playing Frederick. It was just Keller. kind of an interesting perspective to yeah. like to see to well, hear yeah. to hear language cool. from the perspective of a character. Exactly. Yeah. This I mean, it's so weird that like more the whole time they're doing subtitles, except for that when we're in the perspective of her hearing German. It just points out to like think of how many films you see French people in a movie with English accents. It makes no sense. It's like why don't you just get people that can speak French and it would make it so much better. True. Not like the whole movie, but like it's so weird how growing up, like an any, English accent was just anyone with any people. European accent can just do any European country. That adds to like like yes, I'm from England, no. <laughs> <laughs> but like to your point, Mark, though, this movie is so elevated by the use of languages and the way they use it on plot points. Uh, so should we move on to questions, comments, animosities? Questions, comments. I want to have the debate or the or the conversation of just what's your favorite scene or your favorite chapter. chapter? Yeah. I, you have to pick one. I've got one and you're going to be surprised. I know there's two really good scenes, but for some reason I like, I like chapter two. I like the introduction to the bastards. That is a fun one. I love that ditch scene. Uh, it's so really much. hard to choose. Here's With the, the thing. Bear Jew. Some of mine aren't like the best acted. Like the best acted are probably one and what's the other interrogation? One and four. four. One and four. But four, also for that whole scene's like a short film. I mean, yeah. every one of these scenes is like a short film. So I'm gonna I'm gonna actually I really like the it sounds dumb, but the introduction 
to the bastards and the bear juice scene in the dish. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, you know, I, this is kind of stupid, but I kind of like the conclusion and just like the the, the this is the oh, face of Jewish revenge, really and just like shooting Hitler in the face and like ever all the like them just shooting from the top. That's you get some of your funny. That's quotes. not the conclusion. Conclusion. Well, you will you get some of your funny quotes too, though. Well, that's like, not bad. I, you like get I've been waiting to Christoph touch you and like that part's him. obviously awesome. He, but like, I feel like the conclusion is like. The end scene in the woods. Well, that's all the whole last chapter, though. I'm picking like that last chapter, which is the whole theater. So, do you, if like, we do just scenes, that's different. I guess I was going because you, you get. I was going chapter. You get the Italian kind of like goofy, goofy shit there. Dominique de Coco. You get some like nice murders in there that feel good. Unfortunately, though, a lot of people you like die. I chapter mean, four is the best because of the the Mexican standoff. That scene's loaded. Yeah. I mean, that's the most tense scene, yeah. probably. Um, I think we can all agree chapter three is the worst. Which one's three? Chapter three is German Night in Paris. This is where we get introduced to Frederick Zoller. We see Shoshana. Oh, she's up yeah. To. Well, that one's just kind of boring. Yeah, it's boring. That's the one you well, need. He's you just need annoying. It, I guess I mean, it's a big that, plot point. That's like this. It's yeah. a zipper. Yeah. It's just a bridge. We got to get you from A to B. Um, this is maybe a little blasphemous, but I kind of don't like hearing them referred to as the bastards, especially by Mike Myers. But when Samuel L. Jackson says it to you, he's like, the bastards were like, it just sounds stupid when you say it like well, that. When he says it like that, it's like, oh, that's it just sounds like awesome. But yeah. The bastards. Yeah, it sounds stupid. And it, well, even the same with uh, Samuel L. Jackson, when he's like, the, of course, when the bastards heard about this, when they're talking about like the, uh, the German soldier, it sounds well, stupid. Even though it's like a wink or nod, even like the Michael Myers because we're like in the world of Quentin Tarantino, yeah. movies fits. inside movies and everything, I'm like, yeah, fun. Sure. It fits. It, it works. If he would have been in a super, completely just dramatic, what, you not mean genre like Bohemian film, Rhapsody? No, that kind of works there too, because it's a nod. If he would have been in Saving Private Ryan, you would have been like, hmm, I don't know if Mike Myers fit in this role. Hmm. Okay. But like, I feel like it works in the world of Quentin Tarantino movies. I bet he would have. I could see it now. Yeah, not with an English accent. No, not with any accent. <laughs> In fact, Cana- hey everyone, I'm Canadian. That's all. <laughs> there's a there's a funny um, there's a funny uh, Eddie Izzard joke. Uh, it's from one of his albums that came out in the late '90s when Same Private Ryan came out, and he's like, you know, it would be nice just any acknowledgement that we were there too, <laughs> or anybody else. There's and that's kind of what's fun about American war films. There's no acknowledgement to the British, the French resistance, or anything. <laughs> you it's know, just nice. Americans, like not even that's words, good. but just in the background, us waving with our flag or something. <laughs> it's kind of fun. Nice. Uh, is, is there any circumstance where you think that at the beginning with Shoshana under the floorboards, if that French father, the fa- milk farmer, would have just played as cool that he could have saved them all? Or is, or is the Jew hunter, is Christoph Waltz just going to... Does he already know? He already knows? Um, I don't think there's anything he could have done. My old thing was less about them fighting back. Like, I feel like the dad could have been a little better at not immediately just being like, yeah, they're under the floorboards. He was like, yeah, I think they left. Why not have a better story? I'm of like, I, don't, I get that it was tense, but I feel like he flipped easily. Okay, uh, we've, we've talked good, about it, good. but like we've talked about it a little <laughs> bit. But question, Brad Pitt's accent, where are we landed on it, everybody? Boo! Mark doesn't like it. Here's where I land on it. Used to hate it. The more I watch the movie, the more it grows on me. We already had, we, we, we said this earlier. It, it reminds me of Knives Out a lot. Yeah, it definitely does remind me of Daniel Craig from you Knives Out. You hated to start, and then you kind of were like, well, that's all right. It's whatever. a weird character choice that takes time for, to, for it to grow on you. It grows on you, but for whatever reason, the first time I saw it in the theater, I'm like, this is working. This is working <laughs> this from the get-go. I get it, movie, and I like if it. If it wasn't for his character. 
and Christoph Waltz. Yeah, he's a little over the top. Because he's less. His is like. No, he's super scary, but he brings so much humor to an SS Nazi that you never see. Like as but bad it's a, it's as he a, is, it's a twisted humor though. It's it's. Not oh like, yeah, he's scary it's not and crazy. A humor. When he takes out his stationery and loads that pen, like his little mannerisms are fucking hilarious. The pipe joke. God, Cameron kind of mentioned it earlier, but there is some like spaghetti western kind of like I think that's where you get. I think that's what the bastards are. Is kind of like true. That is kind of their mm-hmm. role of it. Really, everything else is kind of realistic, except for when the bastards are a part of it. Even the the theater scene where they're like, he's like, Psst. like <laughs> when he's falling off. over and she's like, pardon, it's goosey, it's goosey, it's goosey, and like falls in everyone's lap. Like that is uh, that's a Mel Brooks thing. Yeah, they're funny in it. They're funny. Or like Hitler even coming out and being like, gum. To like the two people outside of his door, he just asking for gum. Yeah, like that's how we. That's how or they know he's in there. Yeah. Even like, hey, Donnie, <laughs> what? He's just screaming from the. Who do you think has the best monologues in this? But I mean, there's the serious ones, and then there's the funny ones. Brad Pitt has some funny long ones. Christoph Waltz has some good ones. But then there's the dramatic ones. Then you have just like CW the, Christoph Waltz. Do you like Do you like the more dramatic ones? Do you like Scene One or do you like more like Scene Two? I really like uh, Aldo the Apache as a character. But as just a performance, I think the best one is Christoph Waltz. He's really super charismatic in this movie. But and I can't put him up there because it's such a small role. But Fastbender in rewatching it, man, he's doing like well with his character. He's in like so so. I mean, he's really in just chapter one chapter, just chapter four. Agreed. I really don't. What what else is he in? I really don't. Like I know I I know the name. Um, I mean X Men First Class, X-Men and then he's Magneto and all the other ones after that for oh, a Magneto? while. Um, Maybe I know. So him. they're not quotable, but um, Michael Fassbender is fucking suave and chill oh, as shit. I almost wrote, very charming. Yeah, I almost wrote down his like. If you don't mind, like if I go to the Good Kings English, he's like not he's as like. Well. If I'm gonna go oh, out, no, he just I'm says a, Good Kings. Yeah, oh, he's like I might as well. I want to go out in the Kings. It's clutch. It's fucking clutch. Oh, then after that, God. he finishes up with like, "There's Damn, a seventh ring of hell for people that just, don't finish good scotch," and then he takes a sip of his like. Damn good scotch. How did Shoshana get that theater? It's never. She says like her aunt and uncle, but that's obviously not true because they would have been Jews. They would. Uh, they actually do never explain. They that. never explain how she got that, <laughs> which is a little aggravating to me. In four years, she made it out. And she then made it to Paris. She got fake papers. She befriended someone, and then got into that theater. There was um in the original script or a version of the script. Mm-hmm. There was going to be an extended version of her much more part of the resistance and explaining hers, her storyline. That would have been a little But then he cut fun. it out for time, Obviously. and also a lot of the things he liked in her character, he used in Kill Bill. He did mention that he would rather have this as like a 12-hour miniseries than like that could this have been movie. Fun. It could have been good, but I think with... It would have you been 12 chapters the, instead of... Like, but you lose the pacing in a 12-part series, because the scenes would get like too long. Yeah, but, but maybe you do well, like... Well, hear me out, though. Maybe just, it's like a... The Irishman dude on Netflix and just it is twelve hours. Or hear me out, yeah. You could just have, you just have like twelve chapters of it. Each scene is like each different scene is an hour. You could watch an hour scene. They oh, do, you, I they, could they easily do that. TV seasons like that now on Netflix where it's just like you can binge it. Yeah, there's tons of those, and I like. But you're them. saying switch even switching from episode to episode kind of loses the yeah the I momentum. I mean, I'm in the standpoint that when a movie works, and I think this one does from a pacing standpoint, why make it longer? Just to see what everybody's up to when you don't see him, you know what I mean? Yes, seems like something he would do. And yeah, because like, you could really get nit- nitpicky and just have a the same kind of tense scenes, funny scenes, tense scenes. Funny, I bet the bastards got a lot more funny scenes. Yeah, they didn't get enough. Jews. They did not get enough. Yeah, you're right. 
Yeah, they're really for the movie being in named so after. The, them. All right, this is a question. The bastards as a whole, as a plot line, is a big part, and we get some standout ones. We get Donnie Donowitz, the Bear Jew, Hugo Sticklitz, and Dominique Tacoco, but mainly in the joke. Would you say that the the Jewish actors in it really aren't that big of part of the movie, though? Apparently. How many of are them? I mean, seven, ten, twelve. I don't fucking. know. Oh, really? I mean, a handful. Have to rewatch the scene. I'm just saying that they get You're very just do, little like, lines. Going off looks, or do you actually know that? No, just well, I think he's just blood. specifically saying the bastards are supposed to be a unit of Jews. I think he's just saying in that group, oh, they don't j- get a lot of. Oh, you're saying as the characters, yeah, yeah, got it. Sorry, I'm just saying a lot of those we don't get to know, and you they're kind of just you only background well, two of the story two of the main lines. two two or three of the main bastards we know are like a British and two Germans, and they all die in the basement. And they yeah. get most of the screen One time. Of them. Okay, I do want to talk about the basement scene. I did. There's a really big plot point, and I. Th- I would say that SS general sitting in the back with his boot beer. Mm-hmm. Um, he already knew these guys weren't who they das said boot. they were, right? Das boot, right? Did he? He did. Did you believe he knew just based off the accents alone that these guys aren't who they said they were? Yep. Because when they do the three fingers, when they order the the whiskeys or the scotches, mm-hmm. like that's a lot. I mean, you could put. I three think he heard something and he was just coming out. He already knew. No, I don't think he already knew. I think he was like, "Well, well because here's my guy- reason to come out of my little den." Well, because well, if you remember, the whole scene was made where that guy's like, "Where's your accent?" He's already getting yelled at, and there was like a, a ruckus. But he's like, "It was a point." It was Maximilian's a weird- dad. Yeah. He already kind of heard it already. Yeah, out. there was already a ruckus, and there was something weird in his, his okay. accent. So, like, but I think enough- he needed to see it for himself. And once he once he did, he was so weird. He was just funny. How do you? If we were in a bar and there was people doing American accents. And like somebody was like doing like a well, how you doing, folks? I'm like that doesn't sound right at all. <laughs> like I don't know like how egregious the accent was. You know what I mean? Well, I don't know how egregious <laughs> the accent was. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd like to see. They're just like mocking you. That's what they're doing, dude. <laughs> I know, but he's not supposed to be mocking. It'd just be funny to. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> It'd be funny to see that played out and just see how off the, the accent was supposed Actually to is. be. Yeah. Maybe that gets a laugh in in Germany. Maybe I don't, I don't know. know. So what? What's more nerve wracking? Would you say trying to talk to somebody and lie to them that you're hiding fugitives, or that you're trying to speak a different language? Different and language, one hundred percent. I could. What never, would you say? Different language, one hundred percent. Yeah. To Keep try to act dialect, like somebody else, impossible. I could never do that. It's harder to lie um, hiding an accent that you or language you don't speak. But I'd say it's more nerve wracking. To hide fugitives like with your oh, family on the line, they're too. gonna kill me and my whole family. I would have waited. These guys, they got knives, they got guns. Well, I, I would word it more like, yeah, one, you're solo and you're a soldier, and you have a fighting chance. One, you're protecting your family. True. Yeah. One, like you're backed into a corner. One, you kind of have maybe a, a somewhat offensive or end, yeah. or at least equal position. Yeah, or just interesting. I mean, both I think are nerve wracking. At least one of them, you get to go out speaking the kings and having some. Damn good scotch. Another one you get to go out shooting Hitler in the face too if you're just ready for death. Uh, speak the kings. Oh, okay, I w- all right. I do have a question about this. Going back to Shoshana and her and their plot, all they did was stack a bunch of flammable film behind the movie screen. Mm-hmm. Nobody checked that. Yeah, it doesn't like give it a once over. It does seem like if Hitler's coming, they're going to do a sweep or something. <laughs> do you think Marcel's like, holy fuck, that film did a lot? Oh, yeah. Do you think he planned on one? Marcel you, was like, "Holy two, shit!" Okay, two questions. Bombs? Two, 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 okay, two questions. <laughs> like Marcel didn't know. He's like, "Jesus Christ!" Two yeah. questions. I didn't know we had bombs. Two yeah. questions. Did he make it out? And number two, it, when he didn't, do you think he thought he was going to make it out? I think Marcel's he, 
wash his hands of the yeah. whole thing. We Shoshana. And I'm It definitely has the feel of a suicide mission. I mean, I think Not we for all. him. So he just like threw the match and you just running out the back. out. I mean, did she... So did they think it was going to be a suicide mission? You think mission? that was going to happen the whole time? Yeah, she's locked in. She's in the projection room. No matter what, she's dead. I think she no. always planned on dying. But him, I, I don't know. I just thought you said, do you think she was planning for that to happen? I don't think so. I don't think so either. She, Mar- Marcel might have been making it out, but she was going in knowing she was dying. I think Hitler would have gotten out with the Shoshana. I think he probably would have too. Easily gotten out. You can kick that door eventually and it'll yeah. open. He's mm-hmm. got people to kick it. I think without the bastards... Some people, like five died. Definitely a lot of people in the auditorium died. Hundreds died in the auditorium. Okay. But I think all Not the, all of them, but hundreds. I think people would have gotten out of there too. <laughs> I really do. That's I don't think her plan was. It's literally last from the outside. Any civilian was just like, oh, fuck, there's people burning on the inside. Click, 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 click. Yeah, they were Unlo- like, oh, no, it's all good, the Nazis. Damn. A good oh, Samaritan would have just oh, unlocked shit. that. Oh, I did check the marquee. Oh, fuck. They're showing nation's pride. Shit. Not everybody knew, you know. And the whole thing was like, it's exclusive, so not everybody can get in. There would have been a crowd outside. And security. I think the security was just very low. Security is a little bit of a animosity. Okay, moving on to quotes. Uh, already did, did already it. Moving quotes? on to recasting. Recasting. Let's let's save all the recap the what ifs for the end just in case we like come across any other ones we can do it as like a segment. Let's move towards maybe what what's the lowest person you have on some of your list? I put I put the bear Jew. Did anyone else have another bear Jew? Yeah. Who did you have? Tom Hardy. The Revenant Tom Hardy. Just who I had. Okay. I didn't I put Ben Stiller there. What? Yeah. Wrong. Right? Just wrong. Just thought of someone jacked. It's I get it. I respect it. He but- was Jewish. Yeah. Archie Hickox. Archie Hickox played by Michael Fassbender in this movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm leaning onto the charm and the British aspect. I don't know if we can pull off the German, mm-hmm. but I'm going to say Jude Law. Uh, Jude Law as well. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, that totally works. I, I get that. I put Alexander Skarsgård. Oh, I could fit him in somewhere. I get it. He can probably seem German. Beca- yeah, because uh, he's, I think, Scandinavian or something. That's German uh, enough for me. Where, yeah, I'm doing the American thing. We're like, well, he's European. And Mark, that's going to be a lot of my recasting, and I'm with sorry. With your Jude Law, do you have a wig on him? Do we fill out the hairline, or do we keep it a little more? No, we keep no, it natural. high and tight. High and tight? Okay. I might wig I him I think up. at some point he started getting more hair anyway with some help, so like, you know, current Jude Law. Sure. Okay. Uh, did anyone have Hans uh, Landa, which would be Christoph Waltz? I put uh, Stellar Skarsgård. You would know him <laughs> from... Uh, Just, I'll throw out a knowing one. Thor. He's also in Goodwill Hunting. He is the other professor. He's Professor Lando, I think. I went with William Defoe. It was bone structure, and I think Willem. he could play it for sure. Willem Defoe. Yeah, I could see that. He plays. I mean, the yeah, yeah. Uh, I can, I can see it. He was untouchable. I didn't even want. Oh, to you know what? I'm it. just gonna throw off a random Christopher Walken. You get kind of the kookiness, and you could get kind of the scary, serious acting out of it. Sure. As an American equivalent, John Kerry, Jim Carrey. Sorry. All right, so Jim Carrey, um, Jim Carrey. I could actually see it. It sucks because he's kind of what he is now, but it would have been fun to see him in offbeat, <coughs> a little more grounded, dramatic roles, but not have him talking. Yeah, about I didn't have ass. this. I mean, it, Christoph in my Waltz eyes, was pretty impossible to. All right, Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz. I'm with that one. Ooh, ooh, actually, I just I just thought of it because we know we can play a scary Nazi, and we also know later on he's been quirky and kind of funny. 
He's British, but we think he can do a German accent, maybe not speak German. But what about Ray Fiennes? Ooh. It's like a mixture That's between actually perfect. Grand Budapest Hotel. No, it'd be in Bruges. It'd be his character in, in Bruges. Bruges. It's funny and scary. Yeah. That's he might actually, be able to do that's it. That's actually perfect. Good call. Nice. Mm, yeah, I like that a lot. What else nice. you got? Uh, Shoshana. I did Marion Cotillard, who is the French yeah, actress from Inception. That's who I did. She would have been better. Yeah, that would have been perfect, right? Uh, you also know her from The Dark Knight Rises. Um, she's in... She's in a lot of shit. She's the French actress that's been in a lot of movies in the last If like, you've seen a French years. actress in a mainstream movie, it was her. Uh, she was in uh, Midnight in Paris. Check it out. One of my favorite films. Uh, who else did you have other than I had Aldo and I didn't recast anybody else? I had wrote- Eva Green for... Uh- Ooh, Eva Green would be great. I thought and about she's that, actually. French. Ooh, that one would have been good. She, um, she Aldo the Patchy. I got a weird one. I went Southern. So there's casting what ifs. I won't. All right, all right, all right. Jinx, 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 jinx. Ooh, that's interesting. I, I'm gonna Mark throw- and I, you went McConaughey. It would have been more believable than yeah. Pitts. I want with McConaughey too. It's just could we tether him down to not like lose him completely? I don't. Yeah, that. Yeah, I think you could. I think you get out of him. I have a weird question for you. You kind of saw some of this in. Um, oh shit! What's that musical farce that's like the Odyssey? Um, it'll come to me in a second. But George Clooney, he kind of did I like Oh Brother Where Art Thou? Oh, yeah, or Brother Rather. It'd be kind of like that. I thought Would about you see that? Clooney. I add George Clooney too. I, like, I wasn't sure about it, but I think it could. But it the, wouldn't be the as reason good. I did, I went against. Clooney. I would like Pitt over Clooney in the two. I would like not an accent from either of them. If you take out an accent, we open up a lot. True. So I was in the accent world, and I thought Clooney. Just bo- give me a Boston accent. I don't care. Oh, now we got a uh, Donnie Wal- Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Anybody. Listen up. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to kill some Nazis. No, we're going to get some scalps. The okay? reason I went against Clooney is because I could. I didn't see him as much boots on ground. Yeah, I get that kind I of. I see him more because he's older looking as a silver fox. He's almost more like he's uh, an Mike administrator. Brad Pitt's totally boots on ground. You know what's up. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's pretty much it. I mean, I didn't really. Well, I, here's also what I put down. I put Jews that could have been part of the. Okay, um, so let's do Jews. Um, if we could have shaped him David up. David Swimmer, he did that Defiance miniseries where he played a Defiant Jew battling. So, you know, throw him in there. I threw Ben Stiller in as a wild card, just reading this when I said it for the for the bear Jew. I didn't have anyone for him. Turns out that didn't work. <coughs> He's Jewish, and I think we could have picked him in somewhere, and I would have replaced him as BJ Novak's role. If we could somehow make him less famous. I would go with um, Adam Goldberg. Ooh, Adam Goldberg. Ooh, Adam, Adam Goldberg, Goldberg should have be been in this there. movie. Yeah, actually. I mean, he was, he was a token saving, Jew. He was in Saving Private Ryan. Um, I was going to go with Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd is Jewish. Ooh, that'd be Fit kind him of in a there fun somewhere. one. Too Ooh, fun. Adam Driver? Let's get some more Adam masculine Driver. Jews. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is apparently Jewish, Just or at least half Jewish. Too, and he, too good looking. Too good looking to be in there? Uh, you probably be with that bunch. He's not Jewish. Well, that's true. Sasha Baron Cohen? I thought of him as like, if he's just playing like a regular person and not being Sasha Baron Cohen character, which he could definitely do. I mean, he, he he's been, still uh, funny. He'd be great. Dominic DeCoco. Dominic DeCoco. He'd actually do a lot of accent work too, though. So he could play maybe one of the more major foreign characters and be believable to me. Um, did, oh, did what he about- speak French in Talladega Nights? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if once it's bullshit again, Once again, accents, I don't know how believable it is, but he did it. He can do it. Uh, do we got a role for Seth Rogen, a non-speaking role? Can he just stand in the background? or is it Mike t- Myers, that role. Well, no, we, we're, we're talking Jews. We're talking Jews. Oh, corner. just, yeah. Um, 
He is the bear Jew, but that's just because he's covered in hair. <laughs> they call him the bear Jew. <laughs> they call me the bear Jew. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we Jeff did- Ross is the uh <laughs> no, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I mean there's obviously just a fun sketch of uh, oh, the just being part of the uh the bastards. Yeah. So I guess I kind of like sketch idea. And I kind of disliked it, but all the Jews were like really small and puny looking in this. Is that fun or We dis- used to be smaller back in the day too, you know. Oh, I mean fuck just that, that line. Uh that's that's what they call me the, the, the little, 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 little man. Little that's guy. actually hilarious. He's like, I'm actually like I thought you'd be more of like circus circus little person. Uh, any other recasting before we go on to the Holy Trinity? Um, so let's do the casting what ifs because I did withhold a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for sure. Uh, you can start off. Let's start with the Bear Jew. So initially, um, Quentin Tarantino wanted Adam Sandler. Yeah, which is and super as much weird. as I love the Sandman, Why? love him, love the Sandman. Just it just. It would have been distracting. Uh, he couldn't do it because he was tied up into um, have you funny, seen funny, what, funny what's people. The, what's his new one? His new Uncut serious one? Uncut Gems have not seen it yet. Probably will. I've heard it's a little bit of the same, like, tough to get past the accent and, like, tough to get past the I feel like Sandman there's, aspect there's, of it. There's two examples of Adam Sandler dramatic works already, so I can kind of guess what he's doing. But Ooh, Rain on me. Movie, Rain good, on me and then Punch the Cobbler. Oh, the Cobbler. Oh, the Cobbler. <laughs> Anyway, I'm fun of the Sandman. I'm most curious. I'm glad to all of us have stumbled across the cobbler, though. Everybody has. I've watched all of them. I haven't watched that one with him and uh, David Spade. David Spade, where they're like spies. Oh, it's yeah, a fine. One. I haven't done that one. It's great. It's weird. He's not a spy. He has cancer. Cool. <laughs> of course, he does. That's cool. 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 He's just a married guy that's just like I have Wine. nothing to live for, kind of thing. Fuck it. I think that's how we should all live our lives. Oh, if you don't have kids, I don't. Well, then you're wasting it, Rope, man. <laughs> I, I think I'm doing a little better than you, hole in the shirt. Do I got a hole in the shirt? Oh, this is embarrassing. <laughs> well, this is embarrassing. Rope's planned. couldn't see that the joke was on me. So Adam Sandler's the bear Jew. Definitely a little too weird, maybe. Um, I would have loved to, a, a nice cameo for him, but he's too distracting, even in this. How would you have gotten away with it? You can't. You can't. Uh, sorry, I'm scrolling down to my what ifs. Uh, Simon Pegg was going to be um, Michael Fassbender, Michael the, Fassbender character, which is wouldn't have the been British as good. Special give a nod to that, a shake of my head to that because as this well. is like a Michael Fassbender breakout role, and he's so fucking smooth with it. My Simon Pegg would have been I like funny, him more but, suave and less yeah. comedic. He's just not suave enough to play it. It's unfortunate. I'm not trying to bring him down, but he could have been charming. Though I mean, it could have worked. He could be charming, but he that, can't. That's be why I like our Jude Law. Yeah, recast. we want because he. For just a second, I thought you were just going to hard Jew, and I was like, "Where is he going like, with I this?" I like the Jew Jude Law. Law. Uh, um, Fine, good scotch. This one's uh, an interesting, debatable one. Leonardo DiCaprio as Hans Landa. As the oh, German, whoa, as Christoph whoa, whoa, Waltz, whoa, whoa, whoa. not as well, so. Cool. I, Two questions: Could you see him? Looks, could you see him as Christoph German. Waltz character, or could you see him as Brad Pitt? Could you can obviously either? do Brad Pitt's character. What about the even with the bad accent? The officer that comes in at the tavern, him just like the other. Oh, he could play a bad play German that. dude, like too. a he bad German. That, yeah. I mean, we obviously already know just because of Django Unchained that he, he can definitely play a really Fuck, racist evil of. dick. Yeah, he so he used them it. later. Yeah, um, nice. then but it's interesting. In as I, I could see him easily way more as Aldo the Apache because he kind of does that. You've got your it's big, his pilot voice. That you could do Matt Damon. Yeah. You could do Lee. Well, and did you hear his LC. Matt Damon? It was for the German. It was for the 
I just saying he plays kind of that annoying character in his younger roles, and kind of in in, uh, in um, Departed. Oceans. Departed. Yeah, I'm just saying. I think some of his best roles are like him playing a dick. Um, but Hans, La- like he could, it'd be a completely different movie, and I think that. It wouldn't even be a completely different movie. It's just we'd be be deprived of such a good performance. Of Christoph Waltz. Yeah, I think he would still play it as as eccentric and kind of weird. But I bet if we saw that movie now, and they just remade the entire movie with um, Leonardo DiCaprio, we'd be Mm -hmm. like, oh, that's good. True. It's different. It's good. It wouldn't be be as unexpected and awesome. No. Any other casting what-ifs? That's all I had. Surprised there, I'm surprised there weren't more, to be honest. I'm surprised there wasn't a big one for Aldo. Yeah. Like a what if. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it at all. Anyway. Uh, here's kind of a fun one. Do you know why um, um, Simon Peck couldn't do it? Shooting Tintin. Underrated yeah, movie. Which is just voiceover work, so it's weird that, <laughs> that was so demanding. Seems yeah. like you could do I could I could do that here. It was Tintin produced by Steven Spielberg, though. It's like, yeah, mm, but, we're gonna Yeah, that's true. Which, which one are you picking? In light of day, in the war of night, I make that choice. Damn good choice. No. Um, uh, in hindsight, I'm taking. Here's, uh, here's kind of an interesting story. Uh, Michael Fassbender uh, asked about the character of Hans, uh, or yeah, playing the Christoph Waltz character, and Quentin Tarantino said, "Hey, anyone that's going to be in Worthington Heights uh, isn't going to be playing Hans in my film." Okay, <laughs> threw him shade. Yeah, he's like anyone who's going to be like a romantic lead and like a big like. Fucking thing! You're not going to be my Hans. Uh, we've been rambling a bit for uh, recasting. Let's let's move on to the Holy Trinity. Holy the Holy Trinity is a rotating cast of character actors that we fit into the movie. The current three are Andy Dick, Samuel Jackson. And oddly, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's, he's not exactly a character actor, but we throw him in a lot, so he's usable. Okay, this one's going to be super quick and super easy. We're going to keep Sam, or we're going to keep um, Samuel L. Jackson. Sammy J. Still doing the voiceover. Still narrating. If you want to make him the friend. You him, or could you make him Brad Pitt? No, he just a black guy can't blend into Germany in 19. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it was unfortunate where plot. we had to put him. Yeah, it's just the plot of the movie forces that one. Andy Dick, we're all gonna love it. It's gonna be fun as fuck. Hitler. Okay. Nine, gonna... nine, 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 you bitches. Uh, that's, He's a perfect Hitler, yeah. He's just a perfect Hitler. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if you wanna get kooky, you can make him um, hands like Christoph Waltz. That's, that's, make that's the, my second go. Yeah. I was gonna make him the bear Jew. I'm the bear Jew. No, no, <laughs> no, no. He can't be the bear Jew. <laughs> Jordan wins. He's the perfect. He's the perfect Hitler. Okay, yeah, yeah that, that works. Third place is the bear Jew is um, just Margaret a wild. That'd be crazy for him to be that the bear Jew. Joseph Gordon Levitt. Where are we putting him? Any one of those. He's bastards. almost. He's almost. Um, Michael Fassbender. Maybe you'd have to give him some accent work. He's suave enough. He's, he, he I did Udovich at the end. The guy. Yeah, I give him Udovich. Yeah, Udovich is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that Plus works. he's Jewish. Yeah, Don't deprive him. Yeah, make make him make him make him a bastard. Yeah, he's a bastard. He's Udovich. Anyone want to throw any of our old? I'm, I'm the, I'm the little, I'm little the little guy. They call me the, the little, little guy. guy? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what they call me? Uh, real quick, does anyone want to? I like laughed out loud, probably maybe oh, three yeah. or four times during this. Be like, just like, ha. <laughs> <laughs> nah, <laughs> probably just like, nah. I'm just probably gonna get chewed out. I've been chewed out. I've before. been chewed <laughs> out before. <laughs> I got a big laugh out of me. 
Okay, let's move on to uh, Mount Rushmore. Top Mount four. Rushmore, top four. Mount Rushmore, top four. Okay, yeah, you go quick. You list your four. Let's go in a row quick. Inglorious Bastards, Pearl Harbor, The Great Escape, Saving Private Ryan. Okay, and yeah, pretty close. Mine is uh, Pearl Harbor, Inglorious Bastards, Fury, Saving Private Ryan. Okay, mine is. I think Fury gets some respect. Mine is um, Great Escape. Is your four? Is four. My three is Inglorious Bastards. My two is Dirty Dozen, and my one is Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan just has it's like the best World War II movie, man. It's the yeah. It's okay, the honorable best. mention for sure. Band of Brothers miniseries on HBO, but like that's just if Saving Private Ryan got like twelve more hours. So I I know a lot of people bring it up. What if you extend this times twelve? If you can make it to the caliber of that, then fuck yeah. And that might be if you allow save if you allow Band of Brothers. Honorable mention any of the well, not any of them, but the recent Modern Warfare game. That's a. World oh, War the game. World War II Cameron game. Oh, it was fun it, as but. shit. It was pretty much like playing a World War II movie. It was great. But um, Pearl Harbor, I have to touch on that. I know Pearl I have Harbor to say, is like a dishonorable it's mention. Not, it's that's not, a guilty pleasure. It's not a, that's a guilty pleasure. It's, it's not a good movie. I get that. I get its inaccuracies. But the scene where Ben Affleck hits himself in the face with a cork goes, yep, that hurts something fierce. That hurts something Tell fierce. me that's not funny. Tell me that's not I funny. I like that movie. It's not good, but it's no. like bad. And it's embarrassing to tell people. I've only watched it on VHS. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's some honorable mentions for me. The movies that came out recently, and I can't tell how they'll age. Mm-hmm. Hacksaw Ridge is a pretty good movie. I was going to say maybe Hacksaw Ridge is a is The a only thing one. that sucks is it's... Um, it's... Um, Who's the director? Oh, um, Mel Gibson. Yeah, it's Mel Gibson directed. So you know how you got to feel about him or whatever. Um, Flags over fathers. Flags letters to Iwo Jima. Both those are really good, but they're not on my list. Uh, Valkyrie with Tom Cruise, the one that was like a secret mission to blow up Adolf Hitler. Uh, that one. Was I do okay. have a question with this. Uh, it's Mark. Do you ever feel like as great as good as Great Escape is? It's a little too light in the tone. Bum bum. Bum, yeah, a bum, lot of bum, bum, bum. same. It's the same with Casablanca. Anything early before we really knew how terrible the Germans were, it's kind of like, oh, they're just bad, but they're not like you know. It's like right, you, you knew the out, outcome was going to be. It's like, oh, nice. Yeah, the Great Escape. We the, did it. Like we're doing it. Um, I will say this though: if if you allow Casablanca to be on there, because it's it's like it's like World War Two set in, but not the same as a World War Two movie, then obviously that would be in it. I just like heisty movies, and The Great Escape is just kind of heisty, heisty in its own like early well, sense. Well, for that reason, that's why I have to bring up this just on paper when you say it out loud. A big dishonorable mention. Mm-hmm. Monuments Men. Ooh, had I know you're going to talk everything. about everything. It. <laughs> it had the cast. It had the story. It had the look, but just was dog shit awful. Have you seen Monuments Men? No, because no. you said because you oh, saw it early yeah. on, and you were immediately just talking like this afterwards. Oh my so god, it's got. It's got George Clooney, Bill Murray, John Matt Goodman, Damon. Matt Damon. As a heisty people stealing back Jewish like stolen art from the Nazis. What? How is that not the best movie? Look look up a picture right now of um, God. A couple other honorable mentions. It's bad though. It's very bad. Defiance with uh, Daniel Craig, another instance of Jews fighting back, so that's always fun. And everyone's always oh. wearing leather jackets in that movie, Defiance. <coughs> Oh, duh. I cannot believe we didn't put this on us. 
Hmm. Memphis Bell, Cameron. Oh, Memphis Bell. That's number five, if not in the top four. Oh, that's actually maybe probably in the top four. We'd have to maybe. Oopsie. Oh, honorable mention, if not. Oh, Hitler, you can have my bullets, too. Um, we were talking about things like Casablanca, but that's too adjacent. Obviously, it's time period set right, and I, that's honestly maybe one of my favorite mo- my favorite movie. What but is Casablanca? Yeah, you guys yeah, were arguing it had to be wartime. But it's a little too adjacent. It's, uh, for the, <laughs> that's your rule. Not for the early two thousands, late nineties feel. Enemy at the Gates. If anyone remembers that, with Jude Law and uh, 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 Fines. Was it Ralph Fines? Ray, Ray Fines. Was yeah. it? I haven't seen. I haven't seen Enemy. At the I Gates. have, but not in a long time. So and this this movie, it's. It just came out, and I recommend it. Um, it's not on my list, but Jojo Rabbit's really good. You should see it. Jojo Rabbit. Um, Dunkirk, Dunkirk would be some is people's. another good movie. Dunkirk's completely like love it or hate it. I'm kind of more towards didn't understand it. I don't hate it. Know what's well made, but I, I, I don't hate it. it. I just didn't love it. Give it another viewing. I'm going to have to. If you, if you didn't know from this lens, it's supposed to be told from one week, one day, and one hour in time, depending on if you're by sea, by land, or by air. So I'm definitely going to have to that that lens it. if you haven't. Yeah. I don't even know what that means. There, there's people on boats that's told in like a day's pan. There's like people on land that's told in a week span, and the people in the air on the planes are told Just in a Just because of the speed span. of the ship or what? Like. Like, I, why, why, why did they I do that? I, we can't get into I don't know. That's I don't know. I just heard direct, about this like last week. I got to The pacing, it. that's just how it's supposed to be shot, even though it goes between the scenes, once going at a week's pace. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess day, realistically, you probably wouldn't have like a, a plain scene where they're in the in the air for a week. Yeah, like. But it doesn't even. Like that's cl- it feels like, like the clearly. week. It feels like the week is just one day to me, though. It's like the. It, I didn't get that. The pacing. That's honorable mention. We'll rewatch it. We'll never do a podcast. Bridge over the river. Kwai. Shout out. Honorable mention. <laughs> yeah, about a World War II movies, kind of. Saving Private Ryan, the best. <laughs> it's got the most amazing action scene, and then the camaraderie of like wartime brothers is just amazing. It's like you get two films, and then you get some Jews in that. True. Adam Goldberg. Shout out. It's just the best. It was the first film that was super realistic about kind of just D-Day. Kind of really, it was just the the best portrayal at the time. So correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Pearl Harbor was on your list, right? Yeah, it's my number four. I had heard that after Saving Private Ryan yeah, came I heard out, this too. Um, <laughs> veterans of Pearl the Pearl Harbor attack. Went to go see that movie Pearl Harbor, expecting to get the same level of. Um, they expected saving Private Ryan. Respect and filmmaking. Where's Tom Hanks? No, yeah, no. No, they, they were got more Josh like, Hartnett. Steven, no, they got a. It was like, where's Steven Spielberg? And they got. Um, Josh yeah, Hartnett. Michael Bay. They got Michael Bay. Josh Hartnett, man. R.I.P. Gone but not forgotten. Not dead, just his career. <laughs> But uh, yeah, oh, I guess a lot of veterans walked out of the theater because they wanted it to be Saving Private Ryan. It yeah, was totally people walked out of inaccurate. Saving Private Ryan because it was too real and they couldn't take it. And um, people walked out of Pearl Harbor because like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? Check out uh, check out Memphis Bell. Check out the movie Memphis Bell. Is it good? Probably not. I know Billy Zane's in it. Let's do this. Let me just check the Rotten Tomatoes for Memphis Bell. 78. Let's do this. 76. 76. Or 67. It's one of the two. I would say 68 is what I would guess it. Ooh. Rotten Tomato score, 67 by critics. Six, that was one of 79 my 79 by audience score. Uh, okay, so we're getting in, off on a tangent. In conclusion, uh, thanks for listening to our take on Inglorious Bastards. 
Uh, if you haven't gone back and listened to some of the other catalog, check back some of the older ones. Uh, check our progression out. We're getting better. I think we're getting better. I think we're getting better. Like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, rate us if it's good rating, and keep uh, keep checking on social media. Uh, don't forget, if you want to write in a movie request, you can either write us in on social media, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook, or you can email us at cultclassicspodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we'll check you next week for the next movie. They call him the bear.